21CL Radio. Happy Monday morning and welcome to the Education Vanguard. I'm your host, Michael Bull. Happy as heck to be here and hopefully you are too. Uh, If you are into entrepreneurial thinking and entrepreneurial design in the classroom, you're going to love this interview I have coming up with Doris Coda. I really enjoy speaking to people about the changes and shifts taking place in education today. There are a host of early adopters out there trying and succeeding at bringing contemporary learning ideas more suitable for today's world. Doris Coda is one of them. Doris is the associate head at Hawken School in Ohio in the United States. She leads the Hawken Entrepreneurial Studies Program, designed to change how students think, solve problems, and learn. After a quick overview, we start out talking a lot about a tea shop and how it becomes a teachable and scaffolding moment for students. It makes more sense once you hear about it. Doris also shares her incredible outreach efforts as she continues to share and spread how to develop entrepreneurial studies in any school. Doris is a featured speaker at the Global Education Leadership Summit in Bangkok this coming April. For more information, head to the summit website. That's G-E-L-S dot Asia. Doris Corda, thanks so much for joining me on the program today. Oh my gosh, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Well, it's so cool to have you here because you're doing some really cool, exciting things. You're you're in charge of the Entrepreneurial Studies Program at Hawken in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Can you give us the rundown and maybe the elevator pitch or describe or whatever what that Entrepreneurial Studies Program is all about? Sure. Um, it's a uh, way of it's, – um, it's a program where students gain deep knowledge and learn skills – by working on real problems uh, given by startups um, on teams. And what would that look like? Like what would be maybe, I don't know, if I'm a student and I go in, what would a typical day be like for me? Okay, so if you're a student, you come in, and the second day of class, uh, I take you to meet your first business. Um, You could think of it as a client. So you came out of a semester where you had your pre-calculus course, your humanities, Mm -hmm. um, maybe an English seminar, uh, an AP class, uh, Spanish, and then you come into this bizarre class and uh, you're a high school kid and day two Mm -hmm. of the class, I take you to to meet... uh, uh, Ryan Florio from Inca T, who's okay. got a startup in Cleveland, actually Akron, um, where he makes tea from purple corn and uh, has a zillion different, I- it's gone very well, has a di- zillion different ideas of how to s- scale and build his business, ranging from uh Various inventions that are tea related uh, that are all all have patents to other purple corn based products to uh, different types of tea to airport cafes mm-hmm. and he he's a one person show and he presents all this to you and his big urgent problem is 
he's not sure what he should, given he's one guy, mm-hmm. um, he's not sure what he should do next. And uh, shows you everything, shows you his business, shows you, has you sample his tea, tells you a story, gives you everything he can tell tell you about the business and says, I tells you what the challenge is. He needs your help on why it's so important, why he needs it. And, uh, you leave, uh, your teacher, Ms. Corda says, okay, guys, circle around. I'm going to put you on your teams. Now mm-hmm. you as a student get put on your team with three other students. And in three weeks, uh, Ryan, the CEO, is going to come back at, now to your campus, and you and your team have to present your solution to Ryan, and it has to be evidence based. Uh. And between, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yes, and between today and you're a high school student, you have no experience with business, sure. you have no idea what you're supposed to do or how, and between now and three weeks from now, you're going to have to do a crazy amount of learning, research, et cetera. And because it's your second day of class and you have no idea and no experience, there's an awful lot of workshopping and all kinds of learning that your teachers are going to guide you through mm-hmm. that you're going to need to you're going to need to experience in order to be able to do the work that you have to do. And you feel a lot of pressure because of this looming deadline. Um, and because it's a real problem and you relate to Ryan and you understand that this is his real life and he's been living in his parents' living room for two years. Cause he's so, <laughs> okay. And, and you've ne- and you can't believe that in school there's somebody who actually cares what you have to say, who's a real business person and that you have the opportunity to do something that is going to actually get implemented and impact uh, a, a real person running a real business. So the first one is kind of easy. You can relate to tea. You don't have to learn a lot about sure. what tea uh-huh. is. But what you do have to learn about is all you have to learn a ton of foundational methodologies and skills and processes and We've developed, I've developed a ton of um, curriculum and methodologies and um, to teach students uh, collaboration, creative problem solving, mm-hmm. critical thinking, communications, um, and they learn uh, real methodologies. Uh, so customer development, agile development, prototyping, um, how to interview well, the design thinking toolkit, what 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 good generative collaboration looks like, how to identify their strengths. They mm-hmm. they learn a lot of step of stuff because they need it to do a good job. After they've presented the first three weeks later presented, uh, they then the next day get their second challenge, and this one is much more sophisticated problem, Mm -hmm. a science-based technical product, and they've got those foundational tools, they understand what this is all about, and now the subject matter itself that they're going to be learning 
is very complex and rich and they're going to learn a lot from that. So I kind of map, they do three of these in a row mm-hmm. each and I map out the learning terrain that they'll cover along the way. And then in the, at the end of the course, having learned a ton, they come up with their own problems they want to solve, form their own teams for the first time and develop their own businesses. That's the course. So how do, you know, I've seen a student in a math class. I've seen a student in an English class or humanities or whatever. What, what, what does a student look like as far as their attitude and their, uh, their bubbliness or, or lack of bubbliness? <laughs> yeah. That's the way I could describe it. Uh, look like when they're in this class and they're, for example, ready to solve the T problem. How do they behave? Uh, so there's no single answer to that. Every day is different. But I will say this. Uh-huh. The first two to three weeks on that T problem, uh, or depending on the semester, it's a different problem. I just gave you an example. The first three weeks is what I call de-schooling time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because students come in passive and they want me to give them the recipe. That's what they're used to. They're, they're, they're very good at tell me what to do. I'll do it. And I'll spit it back and then I get my A and I, and, and that's what I'm used to. Uh, And this isn't, and, and this is entirely different and it takes them the, almost the entire first problem, uh, where by the way, the class time is very, very structured because Mm -hmm. they don't know what to do on their own. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we have to teach them a lot in the first three weeks, they look like, uh, okay, I'm not really sure what to do. So I need you to lead me through this and I'm uncomfortable. And this is really weird. Mm-hmm. And after they come out of that first one and they've experienced it completely, they're in a very different place and they look very different in class. And that's when they engage and they're energized and they're excited and have taken ownership of their learning in a way that's really exciting. And that's the start of what becomes a really transformative learning experience for them. See, that's interesting. I, I mean, I, it's, I assumed that right away they'd be super excited and on their own ready to go. But you're talking about the need for a lot of scaffolding for that first, I don't know, third or 20% of the class before they then can really know what they can do and launch themselves from there, right? Yeah, they're really excited about getting into the class. We have a lot more kids apply than we have room for, I'm afraid. They're very excited even at the beginning of day one. But when they get thrust into that first business on the second day, and then they come out of that, and they're left looking at each other and realizing they have no idea where to start, (laughs) it very quickly, (laughs) it very quickly becomes not fun. And, and in fact, it's, it's a, it, it, every, I've trained a lot of people on these methods and, um, given them the playbook to implement and it's been really fun, but, uh-huh. uh, every single person who implements this fully has the same experience, whether regardless of whether it's a public school, private school, whatever, that there's the first two or three weeks, right. uh, are, are really rough because it's a, it's a completely different way of learning and school. So school feels different, but they end up learning statistics. They end up learning quantitative analysis, qualitative research like crazy. Um, 
math modeling. They, some of them teach themselves to code. They, kids who think they're horrible at science um, become, go very deep into genetics when they're working on the problem for genome oncology, for example. So it's, it's an entirely different way of learning, but you can't just step into this uh, from one system of education and school into this very different one and uh, without some real discomfort. Let's talk a little bit about, you mentioned how you share this. I mean, you're not doing it just at Hawken. In a sense, it sounds like your mission or your goal is to share it out to a wider community, the concept of an entrepreneurial education in, in high school, for example. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing and, and, and who you're reaching out to and who's reaching out to you that has an interest in this program? Yeah, sure. So this happens by accident. Um, you know, I started at Hawken five and a half years ago, and I'm also the associate head of, of the school. Um, and I had been, so I started as associate head. I didn't start uh, in any way to create an entrepreneurial studies class. And I'd been teaching prior to this, uh, I'd been teaching math for many years. And prior to that, I was myself an entrepreneur and a business person and an engineer. So I'd been at Hawken for about, and the, and the reason I say that is that the rest of this will make sense to you. So I'd been sure. at Hawken for about a month when the head of school, Scott Looney, said, listen, um, I've, we have this urban campus in, in an area of Cleveland called University Circle that we just purchased and renovated, and it's kind of sitting empty. And I'd like to have a course based there. Given your background, do you want to create an entrepreneurship course? And I said, I'd love to, but it's not because I'm passionate particularly about students learning business. It's because I want to create a course where students learn by working on real problems. And I'd been doing a lot of that for many years as a math teacher. I'd been finding ways to make the learning relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, through developing all kinds of strategies and curricula and uh, and um, practices around having students use real problems to learn. And so I started this five years ago, and it was uh, very successful for the students at Hawken. And um, I was very early on in it when I went to a workshop to learn from a man named Steve Blank, who had himself created an entrepreneurship class mm-hmm. in, um, in a graduate program at Berkeley. Oh, okay. And he was, ha- he was having a workshop for educators. This was like four years ago. And, um, I met, I met him at the end of the workshop and I introduced myself, everybody else there, I was there with a teacher I'd hired, but um, other than the two of us, everybody there was um, from mostly graduate schools, a handful of undergrad. Mm-hmm. And I introduced myself and said, uh, you know, I'm from a K-12 school in Cleveland and uh, I'm creating this entrepreneurship class and the most interesting thing to me is it's a great vehicle for character education and development. Anyways, we connected. He was very interested. Um, he invited us to come over and tell him more. I came back a few months later, mm-hmm. and he encouraged me to do a workshop and teach other teachers. And this was three plus, the first one was three years ago. 
did a workshop at, in his living room. There were, <laughs> it was crazy. There were, you know, I, I and, and think like I, I just really started teaching it myself and, um, it was just at the beginning of its development. Uh, and I was also an assistant, <laughs> but you had to be ready to like present it. <laughs> I didn't have a choice, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he was great. He pushed me really hard. He said, I said, I'm, I'm like, I don't do this. I also am an associate. I had him an administrator. I don't have time. He said, don't worry. And I said, we're just a school. We don't have the money for that. He said, do it in my living room. How many people do you want? I'll get them there. And he did. And so we had 30 teachers from 19 private and public schools from all over the country. Oh, nice. And that was the first one. And at the end of it, they all circled around and said, you need to keep doing this. Okay. And then uh, many of them implemented uh, my methods in their own schools, in their own, with their own students, Um in either entrepreneurship courses or science courses, middle school courses, high school courses, um, social studies courses, whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, I did a bunch of coaching that first year and decided, yeah, let's do it again. Steve sat through my workshop and said, you got to do this again, do it in my living room next summer. And uh, anyways, it took off from there. And now it's three years later, we've trained 150 plus, um, the ones who've implemented fully in their schools have scaled, uh, had a science teacher named Jeremy Wickenheiser from Denver school, of science and technology, public charter school in mm -hmm. Denver came to the first one and implemented a senior elective. And his school said, created a new position for him. And this year he has, I think four or six teachers with 300 students across four different grades Wow! doing it. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of exciting. Well, I had an important question for you. How many new tea shops are there out there now because of yeah. this? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because the, um, we actually have a number of, of teams every semester who create their own business models, pitch them to investors and mm -hmm. the investors say, wow, this is great. This could be a real business. But the, the truth is they want to, it's really about the learning and not the business and they want to go into college. And the answer to your question is, uh, I'm not sure that what the students actually give as solutions to the businesses are necessarily all fantastic. Okay. Uh, I mean, they, they come up with great stuff. You can actually go to our website and you can see the, the, you know, one example, we always interview them afterwards and the businesses are, the CEOs are really, really impressed and uh -huh. they implement several, several of the kids' ideas, but it's really oh. about the learning. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But, but for a student to know that they're going to potentially take a few of the ideas is, is pretty awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. It is awesome. And they do actually, and some of them more than others. So we're coming a little yeah. bit towards the end of our time here. Uh, I, what do you, I mean, it's starting to take off, you're saying, especially the spreading it to other schools. What are you looking at for the, the future? Where do you hope to go with it? Um, the demand for the training has 
just exploded um, for mm-hmm. schools, administrators, and we're, we're, we're looking at ways to scale that. There, there are just too many people who want to um, not talk about uh, just that education's broken and what we need to do, but uh, they, they want to actually change it and do it differently and are looking for models to Im- that they can implement. And so we're looking to scale it. That's what we're looking to do. All right. Well, I've been speaking with Doris Corda. She's the Associate Head of School and Director of Entrepreneurial Studies at the Hawkins School. Thanks so much for your time today, Doris. Oh, thank you, Michael. It's been great. This interview was brought to you by 21st Century Learning International. Find us on the web at 21clradio.com. <laughs>